mic is on. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. All opinions expressed by me or guests of the podcast are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Life Moves Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any financial or investment decisions. Clients of Life Moves Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. All right, well, welcome back to the Financial Purpose Podcast. This is episode 13. I'm your host, Dale Schaefer, and today I want to talk about words. I've been thinking a lot about this lately as I realize more and more that a huge part of my work as a wealth advisor really is communication. And it's not just what I say or how I say it, but the words I use when I'm doing all the saying. And I do a fair bit of saying, uh, as my clients can attest. But it's not just me. Uh, when I'm meeting people for the first time, I ask them a very specific question to help me get some context around how they feel about money. I always start by asking, you know, why are we meeting today? What's on your minds? What do you want to make sure that we discuss in our time um, and then we go through that we spend a few minutes there and then I ask the next question and this question drives um, much of the rest of the meeting and so I'll actually pose the question here on the podcast and you can take a minute or two to think about this feel free to hit the pause button write down your answer come back when you're ready but here's the question if you could describe using only one word how you feel about money today what's the first word that comes to mind and don't overthink it do you have your answer did you write something down what was the first word that came to mind as you might imagine I hear a lot of different words um, but the more common ones that I hear are things like fearful or uncertain or stressed or unskilled or intimidated Maybe sometimes I hear more upbeat words like maybe confidence or optimistic or opportunity. Or some people might equate money as a resource or a tool. What I found is that no matter what word is used, there's always a story behind the word. So I often thank that person for sharing at least that word. And then I'll ask them to tell me more about why that was the first word that came to mind. And I guess I'll ask you to think about that. Whatever you wrote down, whatever your word is, whatever came to mind, why is that the word that came to mind? Now, in my meetings, this is usually where the conversation gets good. Why? Because the words that you use often have meaning, especially when you're asked to personally identify with one or pick one, just one, that directly represents how you feel about a massively complicated deep subject like money because when we're talking about how we feel about money because I asked an emotional prompt feel when we're talking about how we feel about money it's not just how we feel about dollars and cents it's all the it's the backstory it's the what we heard about money growing up it's it's about uh, what we think about money now as an adult it's about whether or not we've accomplished what we hope to accomplish at this stage in our lives, especially when it relates to our financial success. So I'm not just talking about one word, we're talking about something deeper and that's really 
one word to describe your relationship with money. Now, there are certain words that you might use when meeting with a financial advisor or wealth advisor like myself. And these are words that seem like they'll be natural in the conversation. Words maybe that might mean something specific to you, like retirement or savings or financial independence or investing or budgeting or wealth. And so whenever I hear words like these, especially when my clients use them or when uh, people who are interviewing me to potentially be their advisor, when they use these words, I'll always say, great, that, that's a great word. Tell me what it means to you. Um, so like, let's take the word retirement. It's an easy enough word. We all know what retirement means, or do we? More importantly, um, do you know what a word like retirement means to you? Now, while this might start to sound a little trivial or maybe even in the vein of semantics, it's an exercise that I find can be very important in building trust in the advisory process. So going back to the word retirement, we have to get very clear about what the word means to you because I've yet to meet someone who defines retirement along the lines of uh, hey, I just want to hang it up at age 65. I want to get my gold watch while they sing for he's a jolly good fellow at my retirement party. I'm going to collect a pension and some Social Security checks, sign up for Medicare, and then I'm going to travel to Florida for the winter and play golf every day. For people who are under the age of 50, they might attribute that word to something like I'd like to be done working for someone else as soon as possible, like in my early 50s, if that's even doable. I want to travel while I still have the energy to see all the cool things in the world. I don't want to have to worry about money, but I don't want to sacrifice my lifestyle now for something 30 years down the road that may or may not happen. Um, and I don't want to wait until I'm 65 or 70 to do those things. Maybe you don't identify with either of those statements and it, that word means something different to you. How about the word budget? That's a popular word. It means so many different things to different people. Same with the word wealth. No matter how you define these words, your meaning is likely very personal and it's probably unlike the very next person that I might talk to and ask the very same question. The better that I understand how you associate with those kinds of words, the more likely you are to feel that the advice and direction I give is really meant just for you. Um, but that understanding of words goes two ways. See, financial advisors, wealth advisors, financial planners, whatever we call ourselves, um, we're very good at words. Trust me. We have a lot of friends who are words. We know the very best words. And I tried to do that in my very best Donald Trump impersonation, and I didn't do a good job because I'm not a very good voice impersonator. But uh, but I had the whole, like, hand gesture, you know, the, okay, it's okay. I know the best words, you know, all that kind of thing. And I'm going to stop now because I'm embarrassing myself right here in your, in your airwaves. Of course, there are a whole different set of words you might expect me to use in our meetings, and these are going to be words like, portfolio and investments, stocks, bonds, fixed income, alternatives, asset allocation, fundamental analysis, technical and analysis, uh, technical analysis, interest rates, risk adjusted return, duration, bonds, yield, all that fun stuff. 
these are words that I may feel are important to your understanding of your financial health. Um, and they're words that you'll hear many times over during the years that we're going to work together. And yes, I said years. Uh, that's an important word. If you're hiring an advisor, it should be a person that you want to be in a relationship with for a number of years. In a relationship, there's another very important word to define when you're in this process. But words like these, you know, all the ones that I just listed, the, you know, the portfolio and investments and stocks and bonds and asset allocation, interest rates, blah, blah, blah. Um, those may be words that you're familiar with. Some of them may be new and some of them may be even intimidating because you're just not sure what they mean or what more importantly what they mean to you and, and your wealth management. You may be expecting or even wanting me to use words like that because maybe it gives you some comfort level in the expertise and the credentials that I hold. Um, the thing is though, I always run the risk of using words like these uh, and either maybe insulting your intelligence or talking over your head and neither scenario is that great and either way you may just kind of nod and smile to avoid the risk that you might sound uh, you know like a know-it-all if you jump in or you might sound kind of dumb if you ask me to explain and this is true even when I'm words are true even when I'm using words that I think you'll understand like economy and monetary policy and mutual funds index funds treasuries dividends, cash flow, tax exposure. The thing is, the words that you and I use when we're talking about money, your money, and what your money means to you, these words all need to be well-defined as they relate to you and to your individual situations. And how many ways can I say that the operative word in the term personal finance is personal? So, what got me thinking about this is I had a client a couple of weeks ago and uh, we were talking and uh, he was sharing his, you know, kind of future goals of, and, uh, and he used the word, we want to get there someday. And uh, words like get there or getting there, I, I hear those words, but the word there, T-H-E-R-E. That word stuck in my brain as soon as I heard it in the conversation. It kind of reminded me, there's a, there's a song called Nowhere Fast. It's by the band Incubus, if you remember, uh, or even if you still like that band. Um, but they had an album, came, back, uh, came out in like 1999 called Make Yourself. Wonderful album, by the way. One of my favorites from the 90s. Anyway, before I get too far into the weeds on that one. Um, the chorus in the song says... Will I ever get to where I'm going? And if I do, will I know when I'm there? So that went through my brain. And I then asked this client, and I said, hey, when you say the word there, what does that mean to you? What, what does there look like? And we had an even longer conversation then about that particular word. Um, because if we don't take the time to define words like there as an example and write down as part of their financial planning process their t-h-e-i-r um then this client could go their whole life being there t-h-e-r-e or being close to there uh and not knowing it and still working for some place that they don't even know has already arrived 
Um, another great example of this is uh, I met with my doctor the other day to go over results from my annual lab work and no worries, I'm quite healthy and my labs look pretty good. Those are his words, not mine, although I am a little biased, uh, but they do look pretty good. Anyway, in his review of the uh, four-ish pages of the results, and they looked at a lot of different stuff in my blood work, we discussed words that are important to understanding my physical health. And I understood some of them, and he would say words like, remember this word or this term from high school biology? And I would smile and nod. And for the record, I had a great high school biology teacher. It was my sophomore year, Mr. Rassi. Um, and to this day, we're actually Facebook friends. We got to know each other uh, better when we connected the dots after uh, I recognized him at a church function some 13, 14 years ago uh, at a big church that we used to attend in another part of the country. But my remembrance of terms from high school biology or the lack thereof actually should not even serve as a reflection on Mr. Rassi. It's not his fault. I don't remember a lot of that stuff from high school biology. That was a long time ago for me, and, and I was never really medically minded. So I think I got through that class with like a B, um, but that's just because I'm pretty good at reading books and, and occasionally taking tests. So I remember some words like mitochondria or ribosomes or cytoplasm, um, but those are not anywhere near the words that I use regularly. So as smart as I like to think I am, um, I know that those words have something to do with cellular composition, uh, but that's about it. I probably can't tell you what any of those things do or what their function in the cellular development is or, or whatever. So um, my clients who are medical professionals probably just let out a collective groan and I heard it. So sorry, guys. Anyway, back to my meeting with Dr. Robert. Uh, at the end of the meeting, he asked if I had questions and I shared that the whole time he was explaining my results, I couldn't help but draw a parallel to what it might feel like to be on the receiving end of one of my meetings. Now, he agreed that it can be tough at times because there's so much that he wants his patients to know, and there's a lot that I want my clients to know, but he also understands that he runs the same risk of either insulting someone's intelligence um, by being too plain or possibly even runs the risk of talking way over their head so then they, they get none of it. And I bet as a professional in your specific field of expertise, you probably run into the same dilemma. Like if your field is is auto mechanics or cars or anything like that, you know, words like carburetor, if that's even still a thing, uh, timing belt, CV joints, those kinds of words, they might be really tricky. You know exactly what they mean and how they go into the car and how they help the car go down the road. But explaining that to somebody else, you, you may have to do a little bit of work there. If your field is marketing, your words might be things like SEO or above the fold or day part or color palette or some other things like that. And, and those words might lose certain people. If you build websites, you might have terms like CMS or short code or DNS or host, CSS, favicon, you're going to lose some people. You know, medical professionals, I just talked about that, but you might also have words that showed up in my blood work like hemoglobin and triglycerides and 
Maybe uh, if you're in physical or occupational therapy, your words might be things like gait or traction or supinate or pronate, right? Those kinds of words. If you're in aviation, your words are like aileron, lift vector, magnetos, lift, thrust, drag, weight, right? That stuff just doesn't mean what you understand it to mean to other people in in conversation. It can be very difficult to have people track along. So to bring this topic home and hopefully land the plane, no pun intended, but that's a, uh, a shout out to my aviation friends. Um, or maybe we need to park the car or dock the boat or seat the patient or whatever metaphor you want to use that's based on your work. The point is we all use words that have relevant meanings in our daily lives, whether by vocation or even by our culture. I didn't even get into cultural words, and I grew up in the South. There's a lot of words that we used as uh, that I can remember as a kid that just don't mean the same thing in other parts of the country because they're they're part of our dialect or or cultural things. Um, different ethnic communities have words that mean very different things to them. All those words and terms, colloquialisms, whatever they are, they can be either understood well or completely lost on the ear of the beholder or the hearer. Uh, I think it's eye of the beholder, but I'm going to use ear of the beholder because I can. It's my podcast. Anyway, there's a Greek philosopher, Antisthenes, I believe is how you would say that. Um, and he said, an investigation of the meaning of words is the beginning of education. Uh, Rene Descartes, a French philosopher, scientist, mathematician, said, verify the meaning of words and you will save mankind from half of their delusions. Um, and one more for you, Simon Sinek, uh, great author, great speaker, said, great communicators don't just hear the words, great communicators hear the meaning behind the words. And uh, thank you, Simon. I've stolen a page from your book. That's what I was talking about earlier in the podcast, at least in the exercise that I do when I'm meeting with people for the first time. And certainly anytime that I'm talking to a client, they use a word that I just want to make sure I understand what they mean. Um, when it comes to your financial life, the words that you use and the words that I use must be grounded the same way. Otherwise, I really believe it creates a gap in our advisory process. I think it creates potential issues long range in our relationship. And if I don't have a clear understanding of what you mean by the words you use, well, there's a chance that I'll interpret those words using my own bias and filters, and I'll probably create an advisory plan accordingly. And if my understanding of those words are not at all what you mean, uh, there's a high probability that you will accept the plan as delivered, not in smile, but you won't implement it because you won't understand it or it won't make sense or it won't match what you have envisioned. And it's all because maybe what I've asked you to do is based on what I believe is in your best interest and it may not align with what you want for yourself. This is why I place so much emphasis on words like financial purpose and why I'm moving toward uh, what I'm now calling the financial purpose method. And, uh, and it's designed to be very clear about what's most important to you about money. And most importantly, next to that is to answer the question that everybody has, which is simply, what should I do next? 
And whether you're going through any kind of transition in your life or there's something that's happening and it's going to move your financial outcomes over the short term or even over the long term, all of those initial how you feel about money words become the foundation of your financial purpose. And that's what helps answer the question. What do I do next? Where should I go from here? Am I okay? So let's get back to the question that I asked at the very beginning of the episode. If you could describe using only one word how you feel about money today, what's the first word that comes to mind and don't overthink it. Write down your word. Think about what it means to you. Think about how differently that word and what it means to you might mean to someone like me or anybody else that you talk to. Sometimes that word, the same word, can even mean something drastically different to the people who you care about the most, your significant other, your spouse, your children. Did you write down your word? Leave a comment with your word or send me an email with your word. Tell me a little bit about what it means to you and I would love to have that conversation. So that's it. Until the next time, take care.